0: If you're a man that is in authority, uh, you are a law enforcement officer, the risk is that you will oppress people. It's a risk. You would let your neighbor know that you're a policeman. Because I've been gentle in this compound, right? I did not want to use my authority. <laughs> it's a risk. Sometimes if you have if that kind of force on your side, the day you are maltreated is the day you must deliberately refuse to make that statement. A man will drag you to court. He won't know the amount of power you have behind you. Just say nothing. Many times, all of those things are exercises in faith. If you know everybody in the world as a believer, listen to this. When you apply for a job, call none of them. Being a Christian, no be joke. What did I talk? Thank you. Somebody says not the joke. I didn't say it's not a joke. I said no be joke. Okay, let's say for the international audience. Being a Christian ain't a joke at all, man. <laughs> Being a Christian is not a joke. It's, 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 it has its demands. God doesn't only give to you, he takes from you. God looks at you and says, if they slap you on the right cheek, turn the left. It's not a joke. God says to the Christian that's connected, When you apply for a job, call nobody. If you call anybody, you have just weakened your faith. I tell you, every day you are sowing seeds. The one that you apply, then you start checking, ah, Pastor, I want to know whether you know somebody. If I know somebody, I will help you to know somebody. Are you getting my point? But your own personal faith is being weakened. One of our brothers the other day, he applied for a job where I used to work. So when he told me, I said, ah, how come you never told me? He said, did you not tell us that we don't need to know anybody? I said, I'm sorry. Oh, he got the job. He said, you told us we don't need to know anybody. Everything in life has a risk. If you are rich, in fact, there's, there's one man that was a, a politician in the then Undo state, the later became a kitty state. His name is Porok, which is a very interesting name. You know what it means? The rich man has killed the case. (laughs) That is, literally says, the rich man has killed the talk. But what it means is that, listen, when talk plenty too much, rich man ends it with money. That is a danger of being rich. That's what I want to emphasize. When a man has money, the risk is that he will have his trust in money. One day, one of my friends told me something. I said, My God. He said, One day he sat down and he was looking at what's happening in the country. Not now, this was years ago. He said, He began to ask himself, How will he do, do it for his children or for the future? Should he buy stocks? He said, Stock market can crash. Um, he can't save up in the bank, it doesn't make sense. He said, Maybe I should buy dollar. Dollar is not always steady. Okay, maybe I should buy euro and keep. No, pounds may be better. He said, He was so confused as to how to handle the future. He did not realize how terrified he was until he checked himself and realized he was sweating in the cold. Or should I buy stock? Should I buy dollar? Should I buy pounds, or buy euro? It's only for those that have plenty money. Yeah, think about it. If you are living from one salary to the next, you will (laughs) tell your children, "Pray, oh, better pray, (laughs) and pray. Let's join our hands." Remember the story of Ben Carson's mother. We told him many times. Single woman, that did well, her husband left. The single mother she was, young mother. She married when she was like, is it 14 or 15 or 17, something like that. Between 15 and 17. So she was in her early twenties. When her son said, Do you think I can be a doctor? And this is America, not Nigeria. Medical education is very expensive there. And the woman said to the boy, We can you can be anything. And the next statement was what? All we have to do is ask God for it. Most people, why not? You can be a doctor. I think I have about $2 million in investment in this particular bank. But she didn't have that. She had to work two cleaning jobs to make ends meet. There was not a chance in a million she would be able to pay herself for that child to go to that school. So she said simply, all we need to do is ask God for it. So they went ahead and asked God for it as a little boy because the mother dared to have faith. Laws were written to help people like him. The laws of affirmative action came up to help people like him. God gave him intelligence. There was a time an angel physically showed up to help him solve problems in an exam that was coming up the next day. God led him in such a manner that he learnt music when he did not need music. Because the day he needed music, he did not even know. He went for an interview to become a resident in neurosurgery. It happened that the head of the department liked classical music. And when she, when, the, when she entered he entered his office to start the interview, something brought up discussion about music. And the wealth of knowledge he had from learning music as a young boy, he discussed with the man and used that to impress the man. The man gave him the post. He didn't get the post because he was... Smart. There were other smart people coming for the post. He got the job because he knew classical music. Sow your seed in the morning. At night, keep sowing your seed. You don't know which one will get you the job. (laughs) Are you getting my point here? The mother dared to pray. Why did she do it? She didn't have money. She had nothing else to run to. She didn't have people. She was a black woman. She was a young woman. She had no skill. When she was forcing her children to read, she said they did not know she couldn't read what she said they should be writing. <laughs> when the boys were doing very badly in school, she said, I want you boys to... In fact, <laughs> let's just gist, because you know, when we are gisting, we learn many things. So that's why I like all these gists. They brought their report sheets from school, and the report sheets, the, the scores were bad. And the woman who was barely literate knew the scores were bad. She looked at it and said, Alright, okay, boys, go to your room. Let me pray. Let me see what the Lord will say. And I keep on saying, one advantage we have as Christians is we can what? Pray. We can pray. Prayer for us is not religion. Have you said your prayers? No. It's real. You get up and say, Lord, you've been so good. Let me thank you. You kneel down and just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for love. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for righteousness. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for my brethren. Thank you for the word. You're just grateful. You count all your blessings. Then sometimes you have a challenge like this. I feel like digressing. I mean, let's digress. Plenty days a day. One woman, one day, she saw her child was so depressed. Ah! And she said, what is wrong? The boy wouldn't talk. Then she bowed her head to pray. Then suddenly she remembered one thing that happened to her when she was a little child. And people were yapping her that she was small. She wouldn't grow. She said, look at me today. Then she, suddenly realized, then she now told that story. As she was telling the story, the boy looked up. That was the very experience he had in school that day. It's important to pray. It wasn't, he just said, Ah, God, why is my boy depressed? What's going on? She bowed her head and the Holy Spirit gave her revelation. Back to Ben Carson. Ben Carson said, The mother said, I'm going to pray. Let me see what the Lord will say. He could not sleep because he was afraid of what the Lord will say. And next morning, he, you know, he was eagerly waiting. What, would the, what did the Lord say? And when mommy showed up, mommy had heard from the Lord. Well, the Holy Spirit said, no more television in this house. No, that was the verdict. And they were like, what? Oh, another thing the Lord said. You boys are going to read two books every week and give me a summary. No, 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 that could not have been God. Mommy, that could not have been God. And she said, that's it. Case closed. Like I always say, there's no democracy. I never campaigned to be your mother. So we are not voting on this matter. So that was it. Case closed. On what subject, the woman didn't care, but just must read. So he chose the thing he liked. Geology. Started reading about rocks. In class, it was supposed to be a dull boy, then one day, they asked about a rock. The teacher brought something out, and he happened to, of course, he wasn't used to talking in class. Nobody spoke, so he put up his hand, I know this one now. He got up and spoke about that piece of stone. And he said he suddenly realized that studying is not so bad after all, that if I read it, I can know it. Then he now loved reading. Take your matter to the Lord in prayer. God answers prayers. Many people don't pray. They say prayers. You you understand what I mean? One of the things I want to teach later, I want to beg you, don't have a prayer tone. I told my wife, I don't don't like you praying and you're using a prayer tone. You know what they call prayer tone? When you are talking to me, you are saying, "Ah, husband, how far now? What's happening?" Then when you want to talk to the other. father, in the name, "Maj," I said, "That's not prayer." <laughs> talk normally. <laughs> no, really. I, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about it later. It is not because it really matters the tone, but I want to use I want to use to explain that prayer is real. It's not a form of religion. Yeah. It's not a form of religion. You just talk honestly. Ah, said, Father, I know you have heard. Though. This is the matter. I have to have this sort between now and then. You say I shouldn't worry, so I have come to pray so I will not have to worry. Because a man must do one or two. Either I pray or I worry. Why pray when you can't worry? That's what some people do. Why pray when you can't worry? <laughs> As for me, I've chosen why worry when you can't pray. And you said, Lord, let's get it clear. I'm not asking for too much. If you just give me 68,750, the whole problem is solved. If you round it up to sixty nine thousand, I have no problem with it. And then Lord, I listened to Pastor Banky the other day. He said that you don't always bring cash. Sometimes you bring help to reduce, to reduce it and bring wisdom for the rest. Whatever it is, at the end of the day, these fees must be completed though. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, by the way, I will not worry. I am going to be thanking you. If worry comes to my mind, I will disturb you. I hope you don't mind. That is prayer. This is religion. Ah, uh, Father, we have confidence by the blood of Jesus. Hey, mama, la 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 la. Hey, lo lo, lo 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 Hallelujah. Let's begin to give thanks uh, because. On sixty-eight thousand seven fifty. <laughs> if it's prayer for money, time go straight to money matter. The thanksgiving must be limited to that your father? I thank you because I can come to you. Where else will I go? He said, Lord, you know some people have where else to go, so they can be deciding whether they want to come or not. As for me, mm-hmm, I just I'm happy that you you are never broke. So straight to the point. In five minutes, we are done. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Pray like that, you will see results. You will see results. You will see results. Ben Carson's mother prayed. The next day, the Holy Spirit told her, your boys watch too much TV and they don't read. So he came out and said, no more TV in this house. Now everybody, there are two of them, you will read two books for me every week and give me a summary. They did not know she couldn't read the summary. She would just collect it and keep it, but she created a reading culture in the boys, and the younger one became the Ben Carson that you and I know today. Because a woman knew how to pray. Let's be sincere in prayer. I remember the story of one woman. Her child was sick. Said went to the Lord. Said, Lord, help me. You know, if it was me that was God and you needed help, I will help you. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. oh. <coughs> That's what the woman said in prayer. Go, the Lord sharp, sharp. <laughs> The Lord is good. <laughs> I know where we were. I know where we were in our message. <laughs> Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, instruct those who are rich in this world not to fix their hope on riches, because riches are uncertain. He said, the uncertainty of riches. That people who have riches. They think they have hope, they have a, an anchor, but they don't because riches are uncertain. Once I heard MK, I heard, him, I heard that he made a statement, all right? I didn't hear directly. I heard he made a statement that a man prayed for him that, ah, may Agba nonno enter your money. Agba is a mythical figure, all right? Or, no, mystical figure in Yoruba culture. That's a spirit, actually, a spirit of wastage. And MK replied and said, no, that prayer is unnecessary. That he has so much money that if Akbar not enters, it will eat and eat and almost choke and run away. <laughs> so I said, I hope he didn't say that because it's a very free statement. One of my colleagues, he said, I heard him say it. I listened in on that program. Yes, he said it. This man does not know spiritual things. The money was so plenty. Sometimes the Bible says that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God didn't take the money away from him. He took him from the money. Abacha put him in prison. And that money became a curse. How do I know? One of Nigerian pro- prominent politicians at that time went to see Abacha. He called Godwin Dabo. I read this interview in the papers. Godwin Dabo went and begged him to say, Okay, release this man. He will go home. And Abacha said no. The problem is that he's too rich. This was his statement. He said, he has too much money, he will disturb my government. That was what Abacha told Godwin Dabo. That MKO's Abuela's money is too much. It's so much, I won't be able to sit in peace on my throne. Money is uncertain. That's the point I've to make. Money is uncertain. So he said, instruct those who are rich not to put their hope in it. I said something that which is why I began this, that when you if you want faith to be in your heart, in the time of trouble, like we seem to have right now, make sure faith is in your heart, in the time of peace. And that's when you will be deliberate. That's how I are reading this. So Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, "Tell those who are rich, they're in their time of peace." Using my own words now. What should they do? They should make sure that their hope is not in their money, but is on God. Everything spiritual must have physical manifestation. So what is this physical manifestation? He said, instruct them, verse 18, to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. This, he says, are the manifestations in the life of the man whose faith it's not in his riches. Listen, I said something earlier. A young man wants to marry, a young woman wants to marry. He, he marries according to the cultures of the people. Or oh, he has the idea I can't marry from here, I can't marry from here. I can do this, I can't do that. I can do it. No, use all the cultures and expectations of human beings to make a choice concerning husband and wife. And for that reason, she rejected all the suitors that are coming. Then one day, a man comes. He's rich, like she wanted him to be. He's handsome, like she wanted him to be. He's right from her state, like he always, she always wanted. Oh, everything is correct. Then as a relationship is going on, in now come that. E- I found out that he's A-S, M-A-S. Which is a problem, in our, of course, because of the medical issues around it. You now says, I will believe God. It's a lie. You have no faith. Better forget it. The faith that could not o- overcome state, tribal issues. Could not overcome, overcome money matters. Could not overcome all these other things. You now suddenly want to sm- grab you from somewhere. And say, I believe God. You don't believe anything. You do not believe anything. If normal human reasoning guided you up to that point, spiritual reasoning cannot take you from there. Paul says something, I want to turn it upside down. Paul said, having begun in the spirit, I we not to perfect in the flesh. The other way around, having begun in the flesh, you cannot perfect in the spirit. You something in the flesh, you want to perfect in the spirit. The same principle applies to money matters. A man is rich, he is doing well. The way human beings say it, he has a good job, economy is booming. What does he do with his money? Today, he buys the latest iPhone. Tomorrow, the newest iPad. The following day, he buys a new car. You know, there's something people do. They max themselves out. I should teach it, alright? I will explain what they call the prodigal spirit. The prodigal spirit is a horrible spirit. But it's not the horribility. I like my my English, okay. Alright, good. (laughs) It is not the... It's not the horribility or the horribleness of the prodigal spirit I want to talk about. It is the fact that you have no defense against it unless you are a saving son. Yes, sir. You have no defense against it unless you are a saving son. Sometimes people are having plenty of money and they live only for themselves. Here, year ahead, you have no faith. The day they want to fire you or your business is going down, you start praying, I rebuke. You can't rebuke. The spirits are looking and say, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you, stingy man? When you had abundance, you lived only for yourself. When things were good, you trusted in your money. Now, money has not demonstrated to you that I am uncertain. You suddenly want to have faith. You can't have faith at such times. For you to have faith in difficult times, you must have had faith in times of peace. That's what I'm preaching. For the rich man, Paul said this is a sign that you have faith in the time of your peace. You don't live for yourself. That is a principle of generosity in Christianity. Not so so you can reap. You, can you can't give God 24,000 dollars for 24 hour miracle. It's a lie. They say give 58 dollars for 58 times of blessing. It doesn't work like that. The man who said he may have received that special revelation for himself at one time. If people are sick, now you can't go and hang a, 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 a serpent on a stick and think they will get well. That revelation is gone. The principle of Christian generosity is what I'm explaining. It's just a matter of my faith is not in my money. You cannot put your faith in your money when you have plenty of it. You now want to transfer it to God when you have little. The Bible says, Behold, God is not mocked. If a man sows in faith, he will reap in faith. You must understand that. But go ahead and read the context. You see that when Paul was talking about he that he said whatever a man sows, he was emphasizing on he that sows in the spirit and he that sows to the flesh. I hope you are getting my point. Faith for finances, listen, every time there is difficulty is a shaking. Those who had faith in the time of peace, their faith will work for them in the time of trouble. Every time there's trouble, it is a testing of faith. It is not the time that faith is born. It is the time faith is tested. By the time you are taking your end of semester examination, that is not admission. I hope you get my point. is to test whether you've been taking lectures. Test whether you've been doing your assignments. The time of adversity is not the time faith is born. It is the time faith is what? Tested. What I've been trying to teach, and I keep on explaining it, in total faith, is to let Christians know you have to have faith all the time. So that when there's trouble, the faith will speak up. When Shadrach... Meshach and Abednego, and Daniel, of course. When they came into Babylon, that's my gist, alright? When they came into Babylon, they did not come to Babylon standing against fiery furnace. They didn't come to Babylon facing lions den. They came to Babylon and they were specially treated. You must understand. Nebuchadnezzar was very gracious, selected the best young men, handsome boys well brought up, of royal descent. And brought them into his chambers. That these boys are going to work for me. And he said, I'm going to train them. Give them to his best men. And they give them the best food. This is where I'm going. Before they step into Babylon, the boys called themselves. Said where we're about to get into, there's a lot of temptation there. So what are we going to do? Let's dedicate ourselves that we will not defile ourselves by any of this food. Ordinary food. Ordinary food. Now, what's my preaching today? Nobody was threatened to be, behead them in, initially. Initially, they, they could be tested. That is, the man said, let's eat ordinary, cheap, common food. Vegetables, it was referred to. That was when they sowed the seed of faith. Many of us were eating shaki <laughs> Momo Bogoto. When they were sacrificing to to molek in front of us. We have drank all kinds of drink in the chambers of the idols. The Nazi bowed to an image. You say I won't bow. Listen, let me give you my sincere counsel. Bow. <laughs> Why? You bowed before. It's not today. This is because we Christians are watching. When you were in private, you were bowing to all kinds of things. You were rolling on the ground with them. Bros, you bowed long ago. That's my message. Faith for finances. If you did not have faith when things were good, I'm not saying you can't have faith when things are bad. You don't have faith when things are bad. I'm not saying you can't. I say you don't. Because faith is not... Please, get my point. Faith is not a deliberate action. Faith is a state of heart. It's a spiritual substance that produces actions. So you cannot act if it is not there. Even though you think you're acting by faith, you're not acting by faith. You're just mimicking actions of faith. If you want to be safe in the time of adversity, in the time of your prosperity financially, you must be a generous giver. You know, you, that's why I don't like this preaching of give something. The, when people are giving so that God can give them back, their hope is still in money. Their hope is still in money. Giving is supposed to be money. Listen, you are a tool. You are not my God. You can't promise me health. You can't promise me anything. So I'm not going to depend on you. That's what it's supposed to be. Money is. Listen, once God gives me resources, It means there is something to do. I just allocate it as is necessary. I don't hope concerning my future on it. Even if you are a billionaire today, don't assume your children will go to good schools. That's why I told the story of M.K. Abiola. He had all the money, but the money was the reason why he was in prison. The head of state, the military head of state then confessed it. Essentially, if this man was poor, I would have released him. You are rich. Can be a disadvantage. Paul Getty was the richest man in the world and his son testified. He said money was a curse to our family. The richest man on the earth in his days. What is the point I'm making? Listen. A man is a billionaire, there's no guarantee that his children will go to the best schools. Especially when he's a believer. So you know what he's supposed to do as a believer? Remember our scripture. The poor and the rich have one thing in common. God is the maker of them all. Go and listen to our series, How to Bless Your Children. I explained it there. That the child of the so-called poor man can achieve everything and anything that the child of the rich man can achieve. That the same resources are available. If you are very rich, make it a law that you are regu- your children are going to school, you are paying other people's children's school fees too. And for your own child, you know what you do. Now, I don't mean you are sowing the seed. As I help you, God will help me. If Jesus is not enough reason for God to help you, you cannot be helped. I hope you get my point. If when God looks at the cross of Christ and the risen body of Christ, he doesn't have enough reason to help you. Just know you are dead. Give from now to tomorrow. You can't be helped. Please, uh, Let's get that thing clear. Christians still go ahead and again. I have other people's children. God will help my children. If God looks at the cross of his son, Jesus, and he, ha- he didn't find enough reason to help you, your case is so bad, you are in hellfire already. So I'm not talking about do so that God can do for you. I'm saying make sure your faith is in Him. And all all these our actions as believers is to ensure that our faith is not in material things. Though you are rich, you will also look at your children the way the poor man who has faith also does. You will say, kneel down here, let me pray for you. God will help you. It shall be well with you. When you go away and I'm not nearby, God will supply your need. Food will come from you, for you even if you're in the desert. Listen to me. The angels of God, they will protect you. God will send you favor. As you are declaring, the guy is saying, if you have money, boy. He said, listen, money. You tell the child, listen to me. You are not better than the, poor, than the child of a poor man. It's only my faith that will sustain you. Let him know. Let him know. Let him trek to school. Let him jump a bus. Let him know that, listen, material things are not a security for his future. Drill it into his head every day. My wife does it to my children. This food thing. Occasionally she reminds them, why do we have food to eat? Is it because daddy works? They say no. Is it because mommy works? They said, no. Is it because daddy brings money? No. Why do we have food? They will say because God is the supplier. I say good. Pin it in your heads. When you are giving thanks, you know you are really giving thanks. And he said, Father, we thank you for this food. At the same time, he said, Thank you for this. I'm not adding words now. Thank you for this servant called Daddy. Thank you for the servant called Mommy. Thank you for the servant called Auntie Chihue that cooked it. That you, everybody is a servant of God. Forget the title they carry in the house. They are all servants of God. Only God is the supplier. Even, you are, even though you're a billionaire, let your children know. Then after that, you do as occasion serves you. It's, it's there in your mind that, listen, this boy, this girl, is not going far because I have Kulala. He's going far because God is good. What I'm just trying to say is this. Listen, material things are not God. That just I'm trying to emphasize. Even if you have them, train your children to have faith in God. Train your children to have What? faith in God. And for you as an individual, you cannot claim to have faith in the time of trouble when you did not have faith in the time of peace. When you had financial ease, if you did not have faith, let me just tell you now, you don't have faith right now. What you need is repentance. What did I call it? You need to tell God I'm sorry. This one, say this one, now I'm being punished. Let me enjoy my punishment. Have mercy on me, but don't pretend like you have faith. Or they quoting scripture, you are my supplier. God said, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. If I was not supplier when you had money, I can't be supplier when you are broke. That's why God gave Israel laws and commandments of how never to forget that he's God. Go and read the Bible. He gave them laws. Go and read that Deuteronomy chapter 8 that we quote all the time. He said, Thou shalt remember. It is the Lord thy God that is giving you the power to create wealth. What was he saying to them? When you get prosperous, you forget. So he said to them, when you bring your first fruit, that's why we're talking about first fruit. He said you will take some off, take out of it and bring it to the priest. It's not the money now or the seed that's issue or the material thing. It's a statement you make. You don't just say, priest, take. That's my first fruit. I'm busy. No. You will repeat after the priest. My father was a wandering Aramean. My father was like this. Then God. Then we went down to Egypt. And then he became like this. And we prospered. And then we were oppressed. Then God delivered us by a mighty hand. And he brought us back here. And we defeated nations that were greater than us. And they settled us in this land. Now I have brought up the fruit of that land which he promised to our fathers. You have to recite that all the time. To let you know that it is the Lord thy God that is giving you the power to create wealth. Every statement they made was to remind them because, like Pastor Paul, you will say those days that success is so powerful, it tends to erase the memory of failure. You will forget that you were a failure at the time. You will think that I am here because of my might. You will think I am here because I know how to do it. You start writing seven keys of effective business operations. Most of them are lies. Because the person that really doing what is right, the Bible says he himself does not know how. But for those of us who are believers, listen, we give God thanks all the time. Even when there is peace. That's my emphasis. Total faith. Everybody understands that we need to have faith when there is trouble. My preaching is not about faith when there is trouble. My preaching is about faith when there is peace. Because that is the foundation for faith when there is trouble. In the time of trouble, you don't look for faith, you must discover it is there. Did you hear what I said? The time of trouble is not when you look for faith, it's the time you discover it is there. So, in the time of peace, that is when you cultivate faith. Faith for finances is simple. When I have plenty, I don't hope in it. And the manifestation is that I become generous in giving. I become generous in giving. I become generous in giving. That is a manifestation of it. Then when there is trouble, I will look and know there is faith in my heart. If you are walking in a big place and you chop all your money alone, the day they suck you, you are in trouble. If you are a believer, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Big trouble. But there is repentance. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let's bow down our heads. Repentance, that is the first prayer point. For how we may have had faith in our finances, in the riches that are uncertain, instead of faith in God. The one we take before prayer, I call it the righteousness of God. Let's declare it. I enter into the presence of the Father as a renewed child of God. I have been made righteous by the power of the blood of Jesus, and I give him praise for it. I haven't come in the power of the good works I have done. I have come only because of the grace and mercy which I have through Christ Jesus. I thank the Lord for loving me. I thank the Lord for washing me clean. I thank the Lord for making me worthy to stand before Him. I have come in the company of my brethren who are also washed, who are also clean. We are a company of children of God who are declared righteous by faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, before we share the grace, all right, let me just pray. Just put up your hand. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your gift. And I thank you, Lord, for the special word that you have been feeding us with. Now, I prophesy upon your children. I declare to you the Lord will bless you. Amen. The Lord will keep you. Amen. The Lord will make his face shine upon you. Amen. And it will be gracious unto you. Amen. He will lift up his countenance upon you. Amen. And give you peace. Amen. It will be well with you as you go out. Amen. It is well with you as you come in. Amen. No evil will befall you, Amen. no evil will befall you, Amen. Nobody will snatch your car, Amen. your house will not catch fire, Amen. Ebola will not come near you, fever will not touch you, Amen. Zika virus will not know you, Amen. evil spirits will not know you, Amen. you are above them all, Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God will make all grace abound towards you, Amen. you will have all sufficiency in all things Amen. and abound to every good work, Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare to you that your faith will not be in money It will not be in material things Your faith will be in God You will enjoy the things he has given you And you will be generous and ready to share In the name of Jesus Christ Lack will not stay with you I command jobs for those who don't have In the name of Jesus Doors open in Jesus name I speak to doors that were closed Open in the name of Jesus Favor come in the name of Jesus Favor, come in the name of Jesus. Amen. Favor, come in the name of Jesus. Amen. Favor, come in the name of Jesus. Amen. Send us help from above, Amen. for vain is the help of man. Amen. Listen to me. Stop calling people. The reason why you are still having problems is that you are making too many phone calls. Anytime there's a hindrance, you start checking, who do I know? You don't, See, David said, who do I have in heaven but thee? And for that reason, upon this earth, I have desire to know no other person. The reason why you are still having problems is that you make too many phone calls. You make too many phone calls. It is killing your faith. It is hindering the power of God from helping you. He said, The eyes of the Lord run to, runs to and fro the whole earth so that he might show himself strong on behalf of the people, the person whose heart is perfect towards him. His eyes running up and down looking for the heart that is perfect towards him. The heart that will not be making phone calls for whose big man, which big man do I know? That is the reason why you have not had a breakthrough. You are looking for too many people to help you. Listen, this week you won't call anybody. If you have to apply, apply and forget it. Are you getting my point? Stay late at home in the morning, declaring the word of God that favor from above comes to me. And listen to me, breakthrough is at your doorsteps. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, Surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above his Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time.